for us, chapter 33, Aftermath, Kurt. Kurt woke up face down in his bed with a splitting headache, a filthy taste in his mouth, and a body that felt like it had been pounded for a steak tartare. More importantly, he woke up in the house he shared with John on John's day off. That thought rolled him out of bed and into the bathroom to see if a tub full of hot, steamy water could make him feel more like a human and less like a trashed hotel room after a Marianas Trench concert. Thank God for Douglas's massive tub. Kurt curled on his side, hiding under the warm, scented water right up to his nose, resting his cheek on his hand until his fingers were prunes. He'd been looking forward to this day all week, had planned to whisk John away to the mountains to spend the day in Jasper, holding hands and shopping and hiking. He smiled and hummed to himself at the daydream. They were still doing that. Just not today. He wasn't walking anywhere today. He downed a couple Tylenol and as much water as he could drink without sloshing, leaning on the sink with his back to the mirror. He didn't feel up to meeting Kurt Visser's eyes just now. How he looked was how he looked. Tomorrow would be better. Today just had to be endured. John's room was empty, the bed neatly made. When he tapped on the door, he crept in, fingering the clothes in John's closet and opening his doors. He dug one of John's baggy hoodies out of the laundry basket, the comforting smell of his boyfriend's body wafting up around his face as he pulled it on, and took a pair of yoga pants as well, a little short on his legs, but soft as butter against his skin. There were so many damn stairs in their house. He took them slow, leaning on the wall to catch his breath, glad no one was watching. The main floor was empty, but he heard the sound of someone working the heavy bag through the open basement door. Kurt paused, rubbing his unsettled stomach. He was willing to say anything here to make this better, and he sent up a prayer to the God he didn't believe in anymore. You fucker, don't take this away from me too. He climbed slowly down the stairs, checking to see if it was John. The rhythmic smack, smack, thud fell silent and his boyfriend glanced up at him, breathing hard, steadying the bag with one gloved hand. Sweat made John's hair stick up in chunks. Mistakes were made, Kurt drawled, smiling as he eased himself onto the couch. John didn't smile, tapping the tip of his glove against the bag, watching it swing. You need to get to a meeting today? Mm, I feel like I need a day to just, like, recover. His insides felt like jello, and he thought he might be afraid to leave the safety of these four walls. John's silence was heavy on his gut, and he let out his breath unsteadily. I fucked up, White. I know it. I'm sorry. There was an edge to John's words. I don't know if I'm more angry about the drinking, or that you spent one more night out with Nikki. The shiver tightened his whole aching body. I regret everything. I love your music, Kurt. John touched him with a look, his eyes darker than usual. He jerked the tape open on, on his gloves with his teeth and dropped them. His hands were still fisted, wrapped knuckle to wrist. I wanted to give Nikki a chance for you, but I hate the way he looks at you. I hate the way he talks to you. I hate how he touches you all the time. His face twisted and he turned it away. Kurt lifted his chin, his heart drumming desperately in his ribcage. I don't want him. I want you. 
John walked lightly over the sparring floor, his eyebrows drawn down and color high in his cheeks. Taking Kurt's face in his hands, he slung his leg over Kurt's hips, kneeling on the couch, and his closeness steadied Kurt's trembling. Easing him off a bruise, Kurt ran his hands up John's back under his shirt, feeling the heat of the muscles that his boyfriend had just been using. John bent his head, his hands bulky and rough in the wrappings, but his fingertips gently working their way into the hair behind Kurt's ears. He kissed Kurt slowly. Kurt made a hungry sound in his throat and pulled him closer, tipping onto his back on the couch and pulling John down on top of him. You don't have to work today, do you? Kurt's normally relaxed, confident drawl was a little unsteady. John shook his head, not trusting his voice to speak. Everything is okay with your job, though, right? Last night didn't fuck that up? His headache sharpened, stabbing him, and he rolled his neck. I think so. I haven't heard anything. Kurt took a breath, pressing John's hand more securely against his chest. Well, thank Christ. I was so afraid I wrecked your life I lost my head for a bit there. He laughed a little at himself. John touched him with a look, his free hand fisted and weighty on the floor next to his hip. I can fight my own battles, Visser, he said softly. Kurt turned on his side toward him, tucking his hand under his cheek, smiling with half his mouth. You would if you could. It's all right, love. He leaned in, kissing the corner of John's jaw, rubbing the tension out of the back of John's neck. Your secret's safe with me. John closed his eyes. Kurt's breath sighed against his cheek. With his boyfriend's weight against him, Kurt felt a little less like all the skin had been peeled off the front of his body. He opened his mouth, putting every word he couldn't say into the meeting of their breath and the touch of his tongue. John. He kissed Kurt with his eyes open, his forearms, forearms braced against the couch arm to keep most of his weight off of his boyfriend's body. The moment Kurt's face flinched, and his body shifted under John, John lifted himself off, settling on the floor next to the couch instead, one arm still slung over Kurt's heaving chest. Kurt wove his fingers into John's stiff, wrapped ones. God, I'm too old for this shit. Would it be okay if your boyfriend wasn't a rock star anymore? I just want to cuddle with you and watch something completely gay for, like, every night for the rest of my life. John turned his head to kiss the side of Kurt's mouth. Sounds good, he said lightly. I'll make you my hangover remedy. You'll hate it, but your body will thank you later. Kurt's lips smiled against his. Can't wait. John called in sick to work for the second Sunday in a row. Kurt fell asleep against his chest while they watched the nanny. Leaning his head sideways against the leather back of the couch, John breathed in the smell of old spice and leather and cigarettes. It was a smell of Carrie, or maybe Carrie smelled like this couch. He felt Kurt's weight in his arms and closed his eyes, trying to deepen his breathing, trying to pray. His hands tightened around the other man, and he didn't have any words. Late in the afternoon, Carrie jogged down the steps and then pulled up, his eyes going from Kurt's unconscious body to John's wrapped hands holding him. Thought you worked today, he said gruffly. He barely met John's eyes. I called in sick, John said. He frowned at Carrie's clean-shaven face, which he hadn't seen since they were 17. 
His friend had worn a beard for as many years as he'd been able to grow one. Carrie was in his paint-spattered work clothes and cap. I thought you didn't work on Sundays. Carrie ducked his head. Just wanted to finish something at the last job. He turned and went back up the stairs. John watched him go, wondering if he'd planned to keep Kurt company or kick the shit out of the bag down here. Later, Kurt woke up abruptly, sitting up with a gasp. His eyes were blank and dark with pupil as he glanced back at John, lying with his arms spilled open. Hey, John said gently, you fell asleep watching the nanny. He lifted his chin, trying to smile. You're in our house. You're safe. He carefully pulled his legs free. One foot was asleep, and he had a crick in his neck from holding still so long, holding Kurt. Do you want something to eat yet? Kurt blinked, glancing at the used smoothie cup. That'd be good. He cleared his throat. I'm going to use the washroom. He got up stiffly, and in the corner of his eye, John watched him climb the stairs, leaning on the wall and humming a little noise of pain to himself before he reached the top. When the door closed, John let out his breath through his clenched teeth, curling with his fists against his eyes. His body already knew what his brain couldn't make the words for. Jesus. He scraped his eyes dry on the wrappings around his wrists. Tugging the Velcro strips home, open, he unwrapped his hands. He was going to need to be soft for Kurt today, and he shoved down anything else he might feel about that, or need for himself right now. He'd been loved his whole life. He could live off his reserves and just give and give for a long time before he was dry. He didn't count the cost. Whatever it took, he was paying it. Kurt. When he rejoined John in the kitchen, he was surprised to note the sky darkening to indigo out the window. I slept the day away. Sorry, love. I wrecked our plans together. That's all right, John said softly. There's risotto leftovers. Want some? Just a little. Stomach's not feeling too good, Kurt admitted. His mouth slipped crooked with worry, glancing at John. That's the last time, White, I swear to you. I'm done drinking. I'm glad, John said. He was very quiet today, and Kurt hated that he had hurt him and done this. I just want good things for you, Kurt. I want you to be well and loved. He scooped minty tea leaves into a pair of mugs. This will feel good on your stomach. Frowning, Kurt put his eyes forward, wondering if he misremembered this through the blur of alcohol and Nikki's hands everywhere. John's fierce face in the shadow of his hood, saying he loved him. Scooped out and raw, it felt like there was only one thing left that was any good inside him. I love you, he said out loud. He had definitely said this at the barns. Did that mean... Beside him, John bent his head, focusing on pouring water over their tea leaves. I love you too, he said. Kurt felt his empty chest crumpling when John wouldn't look at him. But, he said. John's hazel eye glanced sideways at him. There's no but. I love you, Kurt Visser. The words were matter of fact. But John's body was tense. He looked like he was ready to take someone down all day. Kurt took a short breath. Is this about Nikki? John was still a second, and then resumed spooning honey into their mugs. 
He rolled his shoulders. You tell me, does Nikki have something to do with us? Kurt brushed his hand over his face, tucking his hair behind his ear to cover the fact that he couldn't breathe for a second, crowded and uncomfortable, Nikki's breath hot on his neck, trying to just ride it out when he wanted to be anywhere else. No, the word was small. I'm breaking up with him. John went rigid, touching the back of his hand to his mouth, his knuckles white on the edge of the counter. With the band, Kurt corrected himself. Fuck. He rubbed his face hard, trying to snap out of it. Sorry. Last night fucked me up. Abruptly, John turned and put his arms around him, hugging him tight, his hands fisting in Kurt's shirt at his back. Blindly, Kurt turned his face into John's neck, the smell of his skin filling his mouth and no nose. The soft, oaty lotion that John used, the cinnamon warmth of his shampoo. The tightness in his chest gradually eased, releasing under the pressure of John's embrace. Feeling came back into Kurt's arms and hands, and he brought them up to wrap them around John's shoulders, sighing. I wanted to come home to you, he said unsteadily, and they took my phone so I couldn't call. I'm so stupid, I didn't think I could have just gone over to the bar to ask someone to use the phone. They were all crowding me, and no one wanted me to go except me. His breath caught damply, and John drew back, his hazel eyes going over Kurt's face. He took Kurt's cheeks in his hands, wiping the tears with his thumbs. Kurt hadn't realized he was crying. You felt trapped, John said softly. Kurt pressed his lips closed, a hurt noise humming in his throat. He shut his eyes and turned his face aside to hide just how true that had been. John stroked his hands down his arms. That sounds very scary, love. It's getting dark out. We don't need to talk about this tonight. I need you to hear I'm sorry, Kurt whispered. I don't want you to leave me for this. It won't happen again. John made a dry noise, putting his palm warm against Kurt's chest. Not a chance, Visser, am I leaving you for this. Kurt's heart thudded, straining against his ribs to touch the hand laid over it. Do I seem like a quitter to you? Kurt's laugh cracked. No. Right. I'm not. I'll fight for you long after you might wish I would quit. I think you're amazing. And you deserve better than the shit hand you've been dealt up to now. Anytime you want to step away, you're free to go. I won't hold you back. But as long as you're here, I'm all in. Kurt dug the heel of his hand into his eyes, his lips curling tentatively as he looked sideways at John. Okay. He got a full breath into his chest. They were going to be okay. Tomorrow would be better. John. Kurt fell asleep in his arms in their bed, but John's body was vibrating with contained energy, not sleepy at all. The pop and crackle of a bonfire came through the window and he slipped out of bed, pulling his clothes back on. The night was cool and dark. Carrie was a bulky shadow beside the fire, the cherry of his joint red at his mouth, and the fragrant smell of marijuana filling their backyard. You've been avoiding the hell out of me, John said. Carrie glanced at him and then up at the darkened window of his bedroom. 
breakfast or asleep? he asked. John's hands fisted in his hoodie pocket. Yeah, I had to hold him till he fell asleep, like tight, like he's fucking terrified to be alone in the dark. What the hell happened last night? Carrie wouldn't look up at him. It's his story to tell. John breathed in sharply, putting his eyes on the night sky. But you know. Carrie was silent. And you promised not to tell. Carrie was silent. John swiped his eyes with his hand, his throat aching. So I'm in love with this man, he said conversationally. Kurt Visser? The size of the feeling that went with those words almost swallowed his head. And he's not okay right now. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk, and you're just going to tell me if I'm wrong. Can you do that, Care? His friend looked up at him, his eyes dark pools in his worried face. He nodded once. John took a slow breath, his jaw tight. I work with abused kids every fucking day. If Kurt was one of my kids, I would be sending for a rape kit and calling the cops to take a statement. Tell me I'm wrong. His voice cracked and he set his feet a little wider to steady himself. Tell me I'm a privileged asshole that doesn't know shit about this. Carrie was silent, holding his eyes, his lips a flat, hard line. John swayed back. Shit, Carrie, tell me I'm wrong. Carrie rubbed his hand over his face. We said no lying. His voice was dry as ashes. Friends don't lie. The noise that came out of John's chest was unrecognizable. Was it Nicky? Was it his fucking asshole ex? Carrie loomed up off his chair and put his arms around John. It was like being hugged by a mountain, except warm and smelling of weed. A sob choked him and he buried his face in Carrie's jacket, twisting the fabric in his fists and then screaming all the rage and pain of that into Carrie's hug. Carrie. What do we do now? John sat slumped in the deck chair beside him, still leaking, flicking the tears from his eyes with his fingers. Don't know, Carrie said. His own experience of being overpowered and broken was heavy on his mind tonight. Visser didn't want to say it was rape at the clinic. He's not going to report it. Can we just find Nicky and kill him? John's voice stretched tight as a wire. Can I just beat the shit out of him? Carrie rubbed his face hard. This was exactly what he'd been afraid of. You want to do jail time? John, you want to lose your job? John glanced at him, firelight reflecting blankly on his eyes. It's what you used to do. And I went to court. This isn't like Batman or whatever. You don't get away with that shit. I'm just fucking lucky they closed my juvenile record and I got a fresh start. You're an adult. Aggravated assault would go with you forever. And I think you have better things to do with your life. Like loving Kurt Visser for one. John's face was enigmatic in the flickering red light. Just say I wanted to beat the shit out of him a little bit. What then? No, Carrie said flatly. He didn't think adding that he'd already broken Nikki's finger would do anything but put fuel on this fire. 
I'm not helping you. He's a piece of shit. Don't waste a minute on him, John. I don't need your help, John said softly. Carrie looked at him across the fire. Under his bulky hoodie, his friend's body was coiled and dangerous, and he'd been laid out enough times on their sparring floor to know Nicky was in trouble if John came after him. His stomach was knotted so tightly it pained him, and his face flinched. You're scaring the shit out of me, Carrie said in a frayed voice. Promise me you won't go after him. Yeah, you can take Nicky, but I can't help you with the cops who'll come after. Think it through. I have one brother who's not missing or dead, and I just want you to be safe. And what the hell would I do with Vizzer if you went to jail? He added plaintively. He'll be climbing the walls and taking me shopping. John snorted a laugh, sagging back into the chair. Imagine the conjugal visits, though. Just picturing Visser's outfit ahead of time would be enough to keep me going. His breath hitched and he squeezed his hand over his eyes, breathing out. God, he's so sexy. I hate so much that Nicky used that against him. He made a dry sound, slapping his cheeks and shaking his head. No more crying. Fuck, I'm going to bed. Carrie's eyes followed him up. John had not promised him. You'll be safe, he asked in a low voice. John glanced back, not quite meeting his eyes. Yeah, I heard you care. You and Visser are my priority. He made a little salute on his forehead. Message received. Do not go to jail. Got it. His friend's fists were balled up tight as he went back in the house. This has been For Us, Chapter 33, by Rachel Runnels, All Rights Reserved. Be well, lovelies. Have a good sleep.